Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On the show today, I am joined by Katya, who I'm really excited to talk to. She has lived in many different countries all around the globe. We have a country in common as well, which you will hear more about. We're going to talk about what she has learned about different cultures, traveling the world, living in different places, and starting her own business. Enjoy the episode. So today on the show, we have our branding expert who is Katya on the show to talk to us about her international lifestyle from living in many different countries and cities around the world to building a business and becoming a full-time nomad and expat. So Katya, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for inviting me, Nicole. Absolutely. So I would love to get started by hearing a little bit more about how did you begin your international lifestyle? When did that start for you? How did that look like when that started? And then how has that changed as from when you started to today? Um, I think like probably a lot of people who, who've been living abroad and been digital nomads, I kind of knew early on that I'd love to travel. I'd love to explore different countries, different cultures. I've studied quite a few languages when I was a kid. So I've learned English, I've learned French, I've learned Chinese. And one of those languages led me to studying abroad. So when I was 17 years old, um, I left to China to get my university degree there. And that's where I spent my 10 years, five years of studying and then five years of working there. And this was kind of the start of it all. But I knew, of course, I think as well, like many expats, you are in the country, you are really enjoying it. You're having a great time. You, um, you really try to blend in and understand the culture and it's all going great. But you kind of know that, you know, this is not the final destination and that you're going to move on eventually to other countries. And that's actually exactly what happened afterwards. That's amazing. So, and, you know, we have that in common that we have both lived in China for many, many years. Yeah. So I can definitely say, and you are from Russia, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So very different culture in China than what you or I would have grown up in. So after China, where did that journey then take you from there? After China, I had spent about six months in Ukraine for project management that I've done uh, with my job. So that was a rebranding project of local hotel group, which was absolutely an amazing experience. And after Ukraine, I went to Dubai and I spent five years in Dubai. And after Dubai, I moved on to Morocco. And now I'm in Morocco. It's been almost four years in Morocco. Oh, my gosh. That's quite, um, quite very yeah. unique and different cultures from one to the other. Did you experience, yeah. did you experience any um, culture shock, in a sense, of going from one culture like China to going to a Western culture or going to somewhere like Dubai? Or how was that for you in terms of adapting and having to get used to multiple different cultures? Um, I think I wouldn't call it a shock because, uh, especially after China, because I think China was quite hard. It was, uh, I think when I just arrived to China, I had quite a cultural shock, although I've traveled there a couple of times before moving to China. So I was a little bit prepared, but you know, as they say, being a tourist is, it, it doesn't show you the full picture. So when you live there, it's a completely different experience. You, 
on a, on a touristic trip, you can never prepare yourself um, to a life there. So I think after China, getting used to other countries and adapt to other countries was a little bit easier. But um, I wouldn't call it a shock. But of course, every country has its its own um, its own specific cultural things going on. And for me, I was always very open-minded. And I think to keep that open-mindedness is, is very important and to stay respectful. Of course, sometimes you go to a country, you think, oh, what a strange law, or what a strange rule. But, you know, it, it, is, it is not your country, you're a guest there and, and you have to respect it. So you have to be open-minded, respect it and just enjoy it, you know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, you always do have to keep in mind whether traveling more longer term or for a short term as a tourist, you know, it's it's not your country. You don't know all of the different traditions that they do and the different things that are so unique to that specific culture. But I think that's one of the beautiful things of traveling as well and why yeah. people like ourselves love it so much. So thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned to me that after a certain amount of time, you felt almost stuck in your corporate career. So can you explain kind of a little bit more about this? At what point within your nomadic expat journey did this start to really set in? And then how did you pivot and what change did you make from this feeling? Um, yeah, sure. I must say from the very beginning, I was quite fortunate. I started working, when I started my professional life, I started working in a hospitality industry. And with the hospitality industry, I really had an opportunity to move around. Um, you, all, you often get transferred between the hotels, between the hotel groups. So it's quite easy to, you know, leave three years here, leave three years there. So from that point of view, it was amazing. And at the beginning, of course, I loved my job. I was working in marketing and business development. So it was all cool. But um, I think probably um, three or four years before starting my freelancing business, this is when I felt um, stuck. I really felt stuck. I had this nine to five horrible feeling of being like enslaved, you know. Um, and Sunday I felt depressed that, okay, Monday, the new week's gonna start, it's gonna be five days. And I mean, I was not in a bad situation professionally. I worked for an amazing hotel, um, amazing brand. I had a fantastic boss, a great team. I mean, you, you can't really wish for anything better than that. But you know, when you feel unhappy deep inside, none of those perks and, and great things really, really work. This is something on, on a much deeper level um, than this. So, so yeah, so I felt, I felt really stuck and I was wondering what shall I do? Because of course um, I had pretty much 10 years of a very solid career um, in, a, in a particular industry. You built up your reputation. It's, it's a lot of work that went into it. So I thought, okay, do I drop it? Do I not? And um, yeah, I had about two years, I think, of, of real soul searching before I took a second education and changed completely the direction of my career and then went into freelancing. So it took a couple of years. Wow, that's quite the transition. So yeah. freelancing, as I'm sure many of us know, and definitely you and I are aware, it is not something easy. It's definitely not something lighthearted to just jump into. And I think sometimes people can get 
that impression that, oh, I can just, you know, jump into it and it won't be difficult, but it really is building something of your own and it is quite difficult. So do you mind sharing how you got started in that? Any challenges that you initially faced and what were the initial steps that you took when you realized that, you know, I don't want to work a corporate job. I don't want to work a nine to five or work for somebody else. So I need to do something that truly lights me up and that might be starting my own business. So where did that come from and how did you get started with it? And then how is that going now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, the whole soul searching process is quite interesting. Um, I went really to the roots of it. I like I wrote down on a piece of paper what I enjoyed doing when I was a kid, like as simple as that. Like, what did I really like doing as a kid? Like what made me happy? And it was quite a, few, a list of few things, of course. Then out of it, I kind of branched out, okay, what professions can come out of those things? Like, let's say I used to love drawing. Like what professions can come out of it? Uh, graphic design, designer, this, that. So you just put, a, I just put a list of things. Out of those, I would shortlist which ones I was interested in. Out of those, I would shortlist which ones would allow me to actually uh, work independently or at least to be able to work and travel. And kind of shortlisting and shortlisting and shortlisting. And it brought me to, to brand design. And I realized, okay, um, I'm, I have 10 years experience in marketing and business development. So brand strategy was not an issue, but I was in no way a graphic designer. I have not designed anything. Maybe I've done a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> but that was as far as it went. Um, so I've actually took a study and I knew I was lacking the skills. So um, I invested into um, a certification in graphic design, a certificate in graphic design. It took me two and a half years to get that. And I was working and studying at the same time. And uh, once I've graduated, then I just launched my own thing. And I, you know, when I was studying, I think first few months, I realized that, yeah, that's it actually. When I just signed up for the school, I was not sure. But after I started, I was like, yeah, that makes me happy. That, that's what I would love to win. So, so yes, yeah, so and that was the whole soul searching process, kind of finding what you like doing. And if it comes to preparation, I think the most important step is uh, to have the financial security. So um, it was important to me to have sort of a financial cushion uh, in case I start my own business and you know, everybody say, just jump into it and you're going to get clients, but it's not how it works. It takes time to get your client base. Um, you can start um, doing your side job while you're doing your full-time job. That's also one of the options. Or you can save up and actually make sure that you are financially secure, that you don't just jump into, into the void. And then, you know, three months down the line, you have one or two clients only, you can pay your bills and you go back to your nine to five and that's it. So that's kind of setting up yourself for failure. So I think financial preparation is important. Legal preparation is important. You need to, you need to see how you register the business in your country or if you plan to travel, you need to see how legislation works in the country where you're gonna be resident. So that takes a little bit of effort and preparation as well. And then, of course, everything else like your website, social media, this and that, and networking, and how to find clients, and all that. But that's kind of secondary. I think the financial and the legal parts are extremely important. 
That's interesting. So when you sang about the legal aspect, is that something that you faced throughout traveling and maybe having a host of clients in one or a few specific locations? Um, is that something that you faced in terms of, should I set up my business in my home country? Should it be where I am currently, but I don't know if this is where I'm going to be forever? How did you go about that? Because that is a really important aspect of setting up a business and knowing where that is going to be based. But I think as people who can and have the freedom to be able to move around, sometimes that can be a challenging aspect. Yeah, I think the most, the, the main indication is you set up a business where you're going to be eventually paying taxes. So in a lot of countries, you can stay, I think, below, when you stay below six months, you don't pay taxes, you're not obliged to, you're not a tax resident, so you don't really need to set up business. If you move, let's say if you move from country to country every three to four months, then it's fine. You can set up your business in your home country, maybe your bank account is there, you kind of, maybe your parents are there, you have friends there, so in case of any paperwork, they can help you out if you are away. And it's kind of a little bit easier to sort this out this way, rather than having it set up somewhere and then you don't know anyone there, and then you travel around. So I think that I think that's important, yeah. But I definitely like the legal aspects of it, I totally recommend to to, to think about it early on. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, and I was in a similar situation when I set up my business initially and when I kind of knew the direction that I wanted my business to go in. And I think that is a challenging aspect for a lot of expats and especially nomads that it's where am I going to be? For me, it was an interesting situation because I don't really ever plan to live in my home country again. I don't right now. That's not something that I foresee really ever in my future. And, you know, never say never, like things can always change. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, but that's kind of the trajectory that my life is on. And so it was a very interesting decision to figure out where to have my business. Where am I going to live? Because I typically don't tend to stay in one place or one country more than maximum two months. So I think that is definitely a challenge that a lot of nomad space, um, we all have different backgrounds and where we come from and what we want out of life, where we could potentially see ourselves in the future. So all of that comes into play when thinking about that. Um, yeah, definitely. And I like that you mentioned as well, the soul searching. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day of when you are thinking about what it is that you want to start. And just as you had said it, she had beautiful words as well to say, you know, write down what it is that you enjoy doing. What did you enjoy as a kid? What is something that you could talk about all day and just not get tired of it and maybe annoy everyone yeah. else in the room, but, you know, something that you truly love. So I think that is a great place to start. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I really do think that that should be the foundation and the first starting point when you are just having the thought, the inkling of what is it that I could potentially want to do and start a business in for the rest of my life. Yeah, so you have mentioned to me that yoga is something that you truly enjoy. And so I am curious if this is something that has helped you within your busy lifestyle, within running a business, being very international is yoga something that you have found for yourself personally that has kind of helped ground you or 
if not yoga, what are some other things in your life throughout living a very busy lifestyle that have helped you when as nomads, as expats, we can oftentimes feel sometimes ungrounded, unsettled, unrooted. And it's really helpful to find one or a few things that really help to just solidify your day and ground you. Yeah, yoga, as you said, is definitely one of those things. Um, And uh, even now, like, for example, I am based now in Morocco, but uh, I travel quite a lot every couple of months. I go on a trip and uh, the whole summer I'm out of the country and I still continue working and having something um, out of your daily routine incorporated during your travel, it kind of anchors you down like this is something very familiar. Um, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm, I love traveling and it's amazing. But even subconsciously, I think it's quite a stress uh, for, for you mentally, you know, all this, not, not, not necessarily stress in a negative way. It could be in a positive way, but still it's a change. It's a change of time zone, culture, climate, environment. It, it can be a change of a lot of things. And I think to have something like this, something out of your routine that is very familiar to you and that you know very well that you do every day or almost every day, um, this gives you an amazing feeling of like reassurance overall. So that's why yoga really works well for me. And I, um, I do practice it uh, on my trips. I do practice it at home. So basically like almost every day I practice yoga. And it's just something that, that, that really grounds me down and puts it all together in a way. But of course, it can be a lot of things. I have a couple of friends who do running, do jogging. And really, they always have their jogging shoes with them. And wherever they are, they just, you know, go on a run and explore. And it's amazing. It's amazing that you can do things like this. Hmm. And that sounds to me almost like your form of a morning routine. I know that is maybe kind of a buzzword lately, but I know that morning routines do help quite a few people to really set the attention and get focus for their day. So it sounds like you have found that yoga is maybe, maybe not in the morning, but your routine that you like to do, it sounds like daily, which is amazing. And I think that is really important when traveling and when living this very international lifestyle to find one or a few things that you truly do enjoy that you can practice and that you know will always be there for you in times of chaos or busy season or whatever it may be. Yeah, no, totally. I I find it extremely important, especially on traveling. And I always say, okay, when you travel, it's busy, you want to explore the place. You know, there are so many things. Um, You're super excited, but okay, it doesn't have to be one hour practice. Just do 15 minutes, but do it every day. I I think it really helps uh, mental health in general and overall wellness. Yeah, something, something grounding is good. Yeah, and I think that's the key really to do it every day and to make it a routine. Yeah, consistency. Exactly. Exactly. So my last question for you might get you thinking, but what is one thing that you have learned that really stands out to you within your nomadic journey? Yeah, one thing is difficult to (laughs) (laughs) you learn so much when you travel. It's just, but um, I think in a way, um, I'm a very much of a person who likes things to be predictable. You can put it in a way like, you know, when you like things to, when you like 
probably control things. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably controlling a little bit of predictability. So um, when you travel, you know, nothing happens according to the plan. Like few things might, but you always have some things happening differently. Same way if you're in, um, if you live in a place for long enough, like I've been living in Morocco for four years, I still have sometimes things happening that I'm like, oh, wow, how do I handle that? This came out of nowhere. Um, so I think to me, um, to kind of be able to go with the flow and, and let go of that frustration, you know, that, okay, you know, things are not working out as I expected, as I planned. I think this this is very important. This is this is something that I learned and I'm, I'm still learning <laughs> in in this journey because this this truly this is one of the most important things because as we mentioned earlier, you know, you can encounter different cultural things, things that you're not prepared for and um, and you have no control over, you know, you cannot change the place in most cases. So you just have to be able to, to go with the flow. And, and this is something, I think that's the most precious thing that, uh, that I've learned. I really like that you bring that up because for me as well, and for I think a lot of nomads who are entrepreneurs and who have started something of their own, I like to describe myself as very type A. And sometimes that means not going with the flow. Sometimes I have a set agenda or plan in my mind. And, you know, that's how I expect the whole day or the whole trip or whatever it may be to go. And I think traveling and especially being nomadic and traveling quite often really puts you out of your comfort zone for this, which is a great okay. thing, but it can definitely challenge you in many different ways. So I I really like that you bring this up because I think this is one of the keys to being a successful expat abroad or nomad in many different countries. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have to you have to be flexible. You have to you have to be able to adapt, adjust and just you know, sometimes you just let it go and yeah. Yeah, perfect. Well, famous last words. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and thank you for being on the podcast today and for thank sharing you your so story much. with us and for sharing your life experience of how you got to where you are today and for being an inspiration to listeners. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and my conversation with Katya. I love connecting with others who are nomads, who are expats, who live a similar lifestyle. And if this is something that you are also interested in, head over to my Instagram at nomadneeks and check out my travels and let's have a conversation. This is definitely a big lifestyle shift, but something that is so worth it if it is something that you truly want in your life. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm Nicole, and I will see you next week on the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast.